This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. It is March 28th, 2022. This is episode 93. Uh, quick happy birthday to Lady Gaga. Um, it's her birthday today, and she had uh, quite a shining moment last night. We'll she get did. to that in a second. We'll get to that. And uh, uh, you'll notice uh, probably very soon here that uh, Jen is not with us today. Um, unfortunately, uh, she lost a rap battle to uh, Liza Minnelli at the Vanity Fair after party, and so she is she is still recuperating from that loss. Uh, Ouch. You know. Uh, well and who can who can defeat liza nobody uh real quick uh before we get to it did you attend uh jen's 40th birthday party unfortunately i was not able to make it i was schlepping fish around so uh but uh, how was it ryan uh it was great it was fun everybody pretty much everybody with a couple exceptions but most people were dressed up in some sort of britney or 90s 2000s sort of uh you know costume and were there any k-feds there was a k-fed yes, <laughs> yes. uh friend friend of the podcast steve nice <laughs> was, um enemy but, of the podcast <laughs> he uh but yeah so we um we had a a room at one of at like a karaoke bar sort of thing um like a a one of those restaurant bars that also has like private karaoke rooms Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like a it was a long like conference room sort of um venue um with a couple big tables and um we had our own server and everything um Mm -hmm. and then yeah you just had we had our own little ipad that you know you go on and just search on YouTube for your own karaoke video and we had a couple mics and yeah, it was a pretty fun setup. Great, great time. That's happy pretty birthday. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Happy. Yes. Happy birthday. Jen, uh, was actually on Saturday. So, uh, uh, she'll be back next week. So, um, we literally are this time actually off to a smashing start, but, uh, <laughs> we have, we do have Ryan Barrett, What's happening, everybody? And Jen will be back, like I said, next week to say hi, friends. I'm Jake. Uh, hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, has it been uh, a good week for you? Yeah. Um, I went out to the movie theater on Saturday night. Nice. And we saw the new... Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie The Lost City not so nice um it was pretty good um oh okay 
it was, you know, kind of uh, one part romancing the stone, one part Tropic Thunder sort of like meta, um, you know, movie star dropped into a and she's not a movie star. She's an author. But, you know, she's like a celebrity uh, dropped into a real life uh event where all of a sudden they have to live out their you know the thing that they do mm-hmm. it, in their fantasy world okay. um but it was fun it was a fun movie funny uh patty harrison uh one of our favorites okay, so i'll see it for her yeah yeah i'll, I'll see it um, for her. she is phenomenal and it's so funny um definitely the funniest part of the movie i would say but um yeah some really fun bits it was was good it wasn't you know amazing but it was definitely worth you know spending an hour and 45 minutes in the movie theater and uh, all right entertaining fun light you know i'm i'm very mediocre on the other two that you mentioned (laughs) so Uh, but i'm glad uh, i'm glad it was it was cool yep yep no it was good um, awesome. And then, um, yeah, I think that's about it that as biggest... far as as far as content stuff goes. Other than the uh, the big show last night. But... Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get to the to the big show. Where um, uh, <laughs> is the big show? <laughs> See, Jen's not here, so we can do wrestling content. <laughs> that's a little past <laughs> my time, but but you still got it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, it, it, I, I had sent you a text, I, so I don't know if you're caught up on, but so what I have uh, almost finished up over this weekend is uh, the new uh, show from Taika Watiti on uh, HBO Max, Our Flag Means Death. Yes. And it is fantastic. Have you watched it? Um, I have seen maybe four episodes. Okay. And okay. and really enjoying it. I think it's great. So it yeah. It uh, uh really, really well done. Um kind of a underappreciated all star cast. I mean yeah. like all all of the little the little bit parts and the, the, the crew are all really I mean, you have you, hell, you have an Oscar winner in there. Um why can't I think of his name? I think it's Nathan uh he he was the the screenwriter for a uh, 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 Oscar winning movie with uh, Jim Rash. I cannot. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't I can't <laughs> think of his name, but yes, he was one of the writers of the um, the George Clooney movie. Yes. Um, the the, D, the Descendants. The Descendants. Yes. Yep. Yep. He was one of the writers on that. Yeah, it was nice to learn that Jim Rash had an Oscar. So, uh, anyways, the show is uh, hilarious. Uh, I hope you keep watching because there's some fun uh, guest stars. Uh, it, there's already been some fun guest stars in the first four episodes, but uh, it gets even better. So, um, and again, I just I, lo- I love the the casting, very wide reaching and and whatnot. So, um, and I've continued to watch Human Resources, the uh, Big Mouth spinoff. Uh, it, it's where Big Mouth is kind of about puberty. Um, Human Resources kind of deals more in like adult relationships, and it's really fun to watch, also, and really um, 
<laughs> I, I, Ryan, you should definitely check it out because there is an episode where uh, a guy is obsessed with the Phoenix Suns and he gets his van painted in the Phoenix Suns logo and wants to get a Phoenix Suns credit card, but there, there's a uh, monster called a Logic Rock that keeps trying to prevent him from doing this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun show. So, um, but yeah, let's get let's get to talking about the the big show. Um, first thoughts, my, I mean we we all did well. Actually, first thoughts, congratulations, Judy Barrett for um, winning our fun little you know pop tournaments Oscar pool. There Repeat did did online yeah repeat champion she's she's turning into the lakers yeah uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah it was a, even though they tried to keep it tight it still went over three hours uh, um, I, not over three hours it was three hours and 42 minutes i know i'm just saying that, that um, that's, I, I, that's closer to four hours than three hours it's a gentleman's three hours. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I liked the uh, three host aspect. I thought I thought the hosts did really well. Um, and the, my biggest takeaway, my favorite favorite speech of the night was uh, Jessica Chastain's. Um, just I, I, again, I know a lot of people hate that stuff, but I don't care. I thought she delivered a great great message and really. Uh, took full advantage of her time um, with what she had to say, but uh, Ryan, you're you got to see much more of it than I did, so I'm going to uh, defer to you here. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with the the positives. I I agree. I thought Jessica Chastain's speech was great. I thought that Ariana Debose had a great speech. I thought that Troy Kotzer had a great speech. Mm-hmm. Um, that there were some really nice Oscar moments. Um, mm-hmm. And we, um, and, you know, we already talked a little bit about that, uh, best picture moment with Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli, which was so touching. Um, and yeah, then there was the, the bad, um, Mm -hmm. which to me, this was, uh, the worst Oscars I think ever Hmm. that it, that I've ever seen. Um, and you know, I think that it, it started with having the eight awards presented beforehand. So dumb. And like, I didn't know how they were going to present them. So, you know, we just, uh, my wife, Rebecca was on Twitter beforehand. And all of a sudden the, the, winners just started popping up and so (laughs) i I knew all the the winners of those eight categories before the ceremony even started if i would have known well i don't know i i don't know if i would have stayed off twitter you know what i mean because then you're missing out on like a big part of like enjoying live events like this you know i was gonna say if i would have known that that the winners were all announced already i would have stayed off social media but i don't know if i would have because fuck that you know Um, but it, that was already before the show even started. I was like, this Oscars sucks. I was, Mm -hmm. I was mad going into it. 
I thought the show started off with a tremendous thud. Um, for me personally, like the the opening. Um, well, first of all, having the remote uh, musical number seemed like a weird decision instead of mm-hmm. having something in the room. Yeah, um, I don't get why they did that. Um, you know, it was a cool performance. It would have been right at home on like, you know, the video music awards or something. But this, it just didn't, it's not the Oscars, you know, people mm-hmm. in the room sitting there watching the video screen going, oh, this is the intro to the biggest Hollywood's biggest night is some remote, you know, performance. Um, then to have the three hosts come out and have their introduction interrupted by DJ Khaled, which was like a real WTF moment. And then the three of them like really, I thought had really choppy chemistry during that opening thing. Oh yeah. And it didn't really come together. I didn't think I, I thought once Amy Schumer came on and did that, her like solo monologue, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is good. Like if this once would have been the opening, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought they all were good on their own. I think having three hosts all on stage at once, you need to have really fantastic chemistry, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler or something like and, that. Yeah, yeah. And solid, right. We're, yeah, just solid, right. We're something where they're, I mean, I, I nothing against any of the three of them, but it's not like they work together all the time. Yeah. Like you said, and like their energies are all very different, you know, it just didn't gel at all. The whole Mm -hmm. first 15 minutes was just like a shit show. I thought, um, and then, so, I mean, and then on top of going into it already pissed about all those awards being handed Mm -hmm. out before, so I was just like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Um, and then, you know, the awards start coming and it's like, all right, this is the Oscars. I'm happy, you know, whatever. <laughs> you got then, an appetizer. Then they have that, uh, you know, greatest cheer moments of all time. <laughs> uh, did you see this? I did not, no. So they, they, there's been this thing they've been doing this uh, on Twitter to like try to build up, um, you know, fan uh, enthusiasm and engagement, try mm-hmm. to make the Oscars more popular. They've been doing this thing like, what's your favorite cheer moment? Um, it, mm-hmm. Like going to the movie theaters and standing up and cheering, you know? Um, and it was like, Number five, Neo with the, you know, dodging the bullets. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, tight. Cool. It's like number four, uh, Avengers Assemble it from Avengers Endgame. And it was like, yep, cool. Number three, the three Spider-Man all meet. And, you know, I don't remember the exact Mm -hmm. order or whatever. Then it got to number one. And I'm thinking, like, what's it going to be like the Godfather or what? Like, I knew it wasn't going to be the Godfather, but I was like, What's going to be number one? It was Zack Snyder's Justice League when the Flash broke the sound force or something like that. It was literally like 
the the Snyder army broke this poll <laughs> and like corrupted okay, kinda... corrupted the results. You know what I mean? Because honestly, like who nobody's even that movie's not even in the zeitgeist other than people making jokes about it. You know, <laughs> it's not like millions of Oscar viewers are sitting around going, Oh, where were you? And do you remember where you were when the flash broke the speed force? <laughs> like nobody even knows that is a fucking thing. You know, all the other moments were like, at least to modern you... audiences, <laughs> like, you know, quote unquote, classic, <laughs> movie moments and then it was just ruined um and it was just like oh my god the academy just fucked this up so bad and then later they did another thing where it was like the fan favorite movie of the year again the academy trying to like um dumb down their entire thing to like Mm -hmm. get normal viewers in and they're thinking like oh this is the way we can you know, honor Spider-Man and whatever. Well, guess what number one was? I Z- no Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. <laughs> the number one most popular fan favorite movie of the year. Because um, remember how big of a hit that was? Um, do you yeah. know what number three was? Okay, um, no. A movie I've never heard of starring Johnny Depp called like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, Minamena or something like that. <laughs> and again, it was like the Johnny Depp army on Twitter coming in and n- number two was Cinderella. Like it- literally uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was number four of the most popular movies. And it's like, so you you guys just learned your lesson that you can't make let Twitter decide, you know, who you're giving these awards out to because you're, I, I don't know. I, I understand that aspect, the fact that it is a prestigious award show. But we grew up with TRL. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, but TRL, at least, there was some constraints. Like, it wasn't like... I'm, I mean, and I don't know. TRL was also pre, <laughs> pre-internet. It wasn't right. like, what video do you want to watch? And people could go, bum fights. You know what I mean? I understand. They, they had to at least pick from the they, music they, videos that they selected. They picked the bum fights of the music world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sometimes. But but like that that was the equivalent of what what happened last night. You know. And I have to say, uh, real quick, I have to say, if if I got to choose a stand up and cheer moment, it would be the moment that uh, Shadow finally comes walking up over the ridge and homeward bound. Oh hell Incredible yeah! Journey. <laughs> I love it. That that's legit. I I would be on board with that. <laughs> um, Tears just running down my face. But yeah, so I mean, all the, there was just so much. I feel like the Oscars is just trying to alienate all of the Oscar fans in order to, you know, get new viewers they're going like we need to make a shorter show that's less focused on the awards and what they're doing is people like me who are like obsessed with the oscars honestly after last night i'm like i know that it's the day after right now and i'm gonna feel different in six months but right now i'm like (laughs) i want to boycott the oscars next year just to be like did you just get pregnant (laughs) No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm 
right now I feel so sour about this whole thing that I'm like, I don't even want to watch the Oscars next year because they're, they're like, I, as a making a point to them, you know what I mean? And I know yeah. I, I don't matter, you know, in I'm one in 12 million viewers, but I, I feel like ultimately they're going to, people like me are going to stop watching if they keep trying to taint what the Oscars is. I mean, the, the, the Oscars definitely has to evolve slowly, but it, it, it definitely feels like there are, you know, there's this small group of old hangers on and small group of new class that are just really pulling the actual award ceremony in two different directions. Um, much like our current climate, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I totally agree with you. There, there is a way to, to do a, a legitimate award. It, nothing is going to get the ratings that it used to outside no. of the Super Bowl. But I mean, like, I mean, shit, you have, yeah, you have finales of just massive shows that, um, don't get the ratings that you know other just shitty shows used to get on a weekly basis and you yeah. gotta stop trying you gotta stop worrying about that it's the oscars is still a huge draw and if you just accept that and like you know build a consistent product it will i, I think the ratings would actually go up it, it, that's part of the problem is it's just so the last and understandably let's let's throw out the last two years you know sure but um Otherwise, it's just so clunky and just doesn't know what to do with itself. Yeah. That's the biggest issue, so. Yeah. You were it, about, I'm sorry, I felt it, like you were about to say something. No, no, no. It's just, you know, I, I feel like, I really hope that going forward, they look at the response to last night and go, okay, let's try to make something that appeals to people who like the Oscars instead of yeah. something that appeals to some other demo, you know? Um, but, and, and you can build, know. you know, and that's the thing. I think that also turns people off from getting into, you know, films and Oscar nominated films. The, is the, the fact that it is so clunky. The other thing too, is like, I think people, most people like, like me, I don't care about the length of it at all. I'm totally cool with it being three hours and 40 minutes. Show all the awards I don't yeah. care. Even if you want, like, to me, the worst part of the Oscars every year are the musical performances. I think if you want to cut down the Oscar time, just get rid of those because they're all songs that nobody cares about or nobody's ever heard ex outside of seeing those movies for the most part. You know, this year you had Encanto, so you had that song mm -hmm. that was popular. But even the song that won, No Time to Die, I think most people didn't know, you know? Right. Um, it's just one big, you know, it's Billie Eilish and it's James Bond. So it had those brand names behind it, but it, I feel like best song is like a relic from the eighties when soundtracks were like a big thing, you know, and mm -hmm. people, you know, th they made music in movies. Now it's just like an afterthought. And I don't know. I, I think that. It that that's where they should start, you know, trying to cut things or maybe make a 10 minute medley of all the songs instead yeah, of having every medley. song get a entire segment to themselves. 
I'm um, all about medleys. But yeah, like the the fact that they scrapped eight awards from twenty three. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is I'm math is not my strong suit. More than a quarter. It's it's mo- a, a third. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's a third. Um, of the awards they got rid of. To and try to cut went, down on the time, and it still went three hours and forty minutes, is an enormous fuck up. Like, uh, I, I think that was a complete failure, and yeah, that and it, I I don't know why they, why they then replayed all the nominees and like a most of the speech of every winner. It's like, so basically, you just cut the time of them walking to the stage. Which yeah. I I don't know. It just seemed like so dumb. Yeah, you could to just me. do rapid that that, and that would get people into it. It's like high offense at the beginning of a football game. Yeah, you just, your first just do rapid, no banter in between. Just do rapid fire eight awards in the first hour. Totally, boom, in, boom, boom. In, instead of instead of starting with best supporting actor, just have the first hour of the Oscars be like, all right, we're gonna give twelve awards at this first hour. Then yeah. we're gonna start get with all the other shit. You know. And see, and that's that's what I was about to say. I feel I feel like again, it, it they need to look at it more like the Super Bowl instead of trying to do some sort of production. And I understand it is Hollywood. How many people, you know, when you're you're turning off your casual viewers is what you're doing. Yeah, you know, we're we're both intense viewers, and you. How many people that are casual viewers all of a sudden hear about a movie that they might not have heard of? I know we're in the internet age and whatever, but and or. They actually see a clip from the movie that they had heard of but hadn't checked out. And now, oh, I'm going to go see that. It's it's good for the industry. Yeah. Stop trying to, you know, yeah, be crazy about it. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, again, there at least we we did get a few highlights. So, um there, there were moments and there we haven't were... even we haven't even talked about the, the headline of the entire night, which I'm OK with. But, uh. Yeah. Again, we did talk about Liza Minnelli. That's and right. She I did, forgot. She was amazing. Did. Yes. She was, she was beautiful and uh, knocked it out of the park. And, you know, so. Um, but we do have more Oscar talk, but not recent or not yesterday's Oscar. Uh, uh, our, our last uh, few years of supporting uh, Oscar winners. Um, we're about to get into our second round. And. Uh, I know Ryan, uh, you, you you've been following along, but you haven't had a until right before a chance to really look at these matchups. But it is going to be very very interesting uh, the types of matchups, especially with the characters we have in this second round. Um, we're going to be kicking it off with uh, I, I I think our first two matchups have some similarity, um, but it'll be first uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, up against Christoph Waltz as Colonel Hans Landa. Um, Joker, or Heath Ledger, definitely an early favorite, but this might be the first true test here. What do you think? This is a great matchup. I mean, I I think Heath Ledger is the, the favorite in this whole mm-hmm. tournament. I think he's going to win, but I might split my vote on this one. Yeah? I mean, Christoph Waltz is just... Mm-hmm so perfect in that role and you know i don't if this was a villain's bracket 
<laughs> they might meet up again. They might meet up again, <laughs> and I, I might split my vote again. Uh, I, do, I'd probably vote think, for Christoph Waltz if this was a villain's bracket, honestly. Do you think Hans Landa could track down the Joker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Just too much... Uh... Too much going on, too much power. Well, again, very I think very similar now uh, in, well, well, not similar, maybe 50% similar, because uh, these, uh, the first two, they're, they're both considered villains um, in their films. Um, but in our next matchup, again, we have somebody who would be uh, hunting down somebody else up against a, a killer. Uh, we have Javier Bardem as Anton Jagger. In no country for old man up against Tommy Lee Jones from the fugitive. So I pose the question again, could Tommy Lee Jones? Oh my gosh, he was. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> so I guess he I didn't, can't. I didn't realize it until just, until we were just looking at these matchups, but I was like, Oh, look at that. That's weird. They did face off in this movie. <laughs> So, okay, but uh, could U.S. Marshal uh, Tommy Lee Jones track down Javier Bardem? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That That's tougher. Um, <laughs> I feel like Javier Bardem is a mastermind, and Tommy Lee Jones is not as much of a master of his craft. Um, you know what? He, he I'll tell you what, he, he was a master of suaveness because one year, I, I'm so surprised, almost exactly one year after uh, he won uh, Best Supporting Actor uh, in The Fugitive, he married Pamela Anderson. Uh, and <laughs> That's funny. I just couldn't I, believe that. To, I, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad they made him look younger in, in that Pam and, and Tommy show. Yeah, so. yeah. No, he's got a great penis. I'll say that for him. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who would talk to his penis. And phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal on the drums. <laughs> so actor, Some would say a better drummer, drummer. than actor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's shaping up to be uh, uh, Anton moving on, I think. Right? Yep. <laughs> um jumping over to the other side uh and again so these these next two i think are probably our toughest two matchups um on the other side we have uh octavia spencer who uh, uh coming out of our play-ins and defe- defeating one of our number one seeds going up against angelina jolie tough matchup here octavia spencer's got the momentum um angelina jolie uh one handedly in, in her first matchup uh feelings here ryan i don't know this is a tough matchup um i i don't feel strongly about either of these performances um it kind of comes down to which one i you know like less um <laughs> I think Octavia Spencer's got the popularity momentum going. Yeah, I'll probably vote Octavia Spencer, but I I don't know. It's I'll have to I'll have to think about this one. Yeah. Uh, brought up by one of our pop tarts. This was for Angelina Jolie. This was pre pre Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Blood necklace era. Yep. Although they had met, they had met uh, beforehand, and then uh, later later got married but 
or were they just engaged? Did they get married? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just glad they it didn't last long because that's uh, I don't need any of that. <laughs> also found out Billy Bob Thornton had previously been uh, engaged to Laura Dern. Yeah. And again, I also don't need any of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, another so, tough. Oh, some, go ahead. Some one thing about Billy Bob Thornton. Um, some folks call it a sling blade, but he calls it a Kaiser blade, which I find interesting. Uh, good old factoid. <laughs> <laughs> um, another uh, very tough matchup. Uh, less tough for me, but again, we've got some momentum going. Um, we have Monique up against Marissa Tomei. Um Marissa Tomei dominated in her first matchup, but again, Monique winning her play-in matchup and taking down another uh, one of our top seeds. So, Ryan, what do you think here? This is a tough one. Um, you know, I, I'm going to vote Marissa Tomei just mm-hmm. because this role is so unforgettable. Um, I think... Marissa kind of got a raw deal. I think she probably should have been a a higher seed, but mm-hmm. um but this is tough because Monique is amazing in in that role. Yep. Um in Precious and mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know. I don't know if the Marissa Tomei performance is better than Monique's. That's that's tough because they're so different. It's definitely apples and oranges. I, I and I definitely feel like whoever wins this matchup has a chance to possibly go to the finals. Definitely, you know, or at least get to the semi or the finals on on that that half. Yeah, um, yeah, just uh, the way it way it sets up. So, uh, yeah, very very interesting uh, one to see the results. Uh, hmm. Four more to talk about. We've got. Uh, Joe Pesci, uh, just winning yesterday, uh, going up against Gene Hackman. Uh, Joe Pesci uh, in Goodfellas, Gene Hackman in uh, Unforgiven. Uh, weird to find out that uh, Joe Pesci has actually only been in 34 films. Yeah. And that means 18% of them were either Home Alone or Lethal Weapon films. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, great, great role as Tommy DeVito in Goodfellas. Uh, but Gene Hackman, strong, strong performance as little Bill. Although he finished up on Welcome to Mooseport. Yeah, that's a tough, (laughs) tough way to go out. (laughs) Shot down by Welcome to Mooseport. Uh, but what do you, what do you think between these two roles? Oh God, this is a really tough one. I love both of these movies. I love both mm-hmm. of these performances. Um, God, this is really tough. I honestly don't know. So far, this is the toughest matchup. Like yeah. a- after Octavia Spencer and Angelina Jolie, but this one's on the opposite side, where it's like I actually love both of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think. Because I love both of these movies so much and both of these actors so much, I think I might have to go to 
the performance, the actual performance. And I think Gene Hackman's performance is probably better than Joe Pesci's. Um, mm-hmm. But I like, I think Goodfellas is a better movie than Unforgiven, probably. So mm. I don't know. This It's tough. Maybe, maybe you'll have to check out the speeches. That's a great, great point. <laughs> it's a good X Factor tiebreaker. <laughs> Although I, I, I don't know, like, because I feel... I, I love it for from Joe Pesci because again I, I as a joke I brought up that he only did thirty four films but he does so much um, kid stuff he really you know it's 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 almost like fifty fifty so that really puts him at like seventeen to twenty like serious adult roles mm-hmm. so to kill it that well, hard or he or, he, he played a, he played a clown in Goodfellas. <laughs> Uh, is that what is that what Joe Pesci is to you? Yeah, a clown. <laughs> um, didn't Gene Hackman play a clown in something? <laughs> I don't know. The, Welcome to Moose the Poseidon. Ad- <laughs> the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and obviously Gene Hackman has so many great iconic roles, also. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Pop Tarts do here. Um, this is one. Uh, we might get her back in time. We might have to ask Jen about this one real quick next week if it hasn't happened yet, because it is a close one. Um, and then winning today, it seems like, it, or it's going to be a win today, uh, J.K. Simmons uh, defeating, I don't even remember. Who was J.K. Simmons up against today? I don't remember either. Oh, Brad Pitt. Yes. A win for bald men everywhere today. Yep. Um, but he will be taking on Robin Williams, uh, in the next round. And I, again, like this matchup because it's, it's essentially like mentors, but one is a toxic mentor and one is a fantastic mentor, mm-hmm. a, a fantastic mentor to a toxic kid <laughs> yeah. or a, a fantastic kid with a toxic mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. What do you What do you think here? Well, this is the second, uh, you know, time we get to talk about drummers. First, uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, and now Whiplash. Um, <laughs> so this is a very drum heavy, heavy episode. It is a very drum heavy episode. Um, but yeah, this, you know, I mean, predicting this one, I think it's going to go to Robin Williams. I feel like hmm. he's uh, got a you know the sentiment sentimentality of the the voting body. I think is with Sir Robin. Um, however, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. J.K. is really dominating over Brad Pitt today, and again, I it depends on if people are voting on the role or the actor, because I think Brad Pitt is a beloved actor. I don't know how much people love that role. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. This could be a, this is a competitive matchup for sure. I I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go. It's not quite your tempo. It's not quite my tempo. No. And it's not your fault. Oh my God. It's good. Good. Good matchup there. It's the not your matchup. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me a head start on copy because I need it. 
<laughs> this is the not matchup. Uh, love it. Um, so uh, two more two more matchups, but um, not decided uh, exactly how they're going to go. So it's going to be either Jennifer Hudson or Mira Sorvino up against Tilda Swinton. Um, either way, I still again we we'll see we'll see how dominating it, it could be a close match or it could be very dominating. But I still think Tilda Swinton moves on here. She's one of my early favorites on on the other side. What do you think? I don't know. I think if Jennifer Hudson wins, she could give Tilda a run for her money. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, that's that. You're right. You're right. But I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. It's tough because it's not locked in yet. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I it's tough because I don't know exactly how popular Mira Sorvino is in this, especially because, you know, of the unpopularity of Woody Allen. Um, you know, it's, she's kind of a wild card. Honestly, this, so mighty Aphrodite is a movie that has for years and years slipped under my radar. Mm-hmm. I kind of known about it recently, you know, in the last few years as, as I got more into things. So yeah, it's definitely, I think it's, I think it's a movie that less people have seen. Yeah. Than, than dream girls. So, um, yeah, so and I and I totally agree. I think I think uh, Jennifer Hudson could definitely give Tilda Swinton a run for her money because it, and also while I really love Michael Clayton, I think that's a underseen movie. I think less people have have seen that also. So yeah, be interesting. Um, the last one we got, uh, so it's either going to be uh, Kim Bassinger or Whoopi Goldberg who was actually the uh, first uh, black woman to win Best Supporting Actress. Huh. Um, up against uh, Lup- Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. yeah. And I, it, it, another one of my early favorites uh, on this side. I, I, I think that is just a fantastic, fantastic role. Um, or just she performed it so well. Um, but I think the one thing that might drawback is she's only in about what a a third of the movie yeah maybe a little bit little bit more than a third of the movie whereas uh i think whoopi if whoopi wins i think whoopi will beat kim bassinger um she's you know definitely in you know about half a little more than half of ghost Mm -hmm. so um tough tough matchup again uh what do you think ryan i don't know this is this is a tough one i i feel like Either Kim Bassinger or Whoopi Goldberg could beat Lupita Nyong'o. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that they're both kind of, you know, I I think Ghost is a little pre, you know, our main voting body demographic. But yeah, it is our that, earliest one. On that's such a popular movie. And Whoopi Goldberg is so, you know such a huge figure in pop culture. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of transcends um, Kim Bassinger, you know, also a big pop culture icon from the nineties mm-hmm. and eighties. But um, this was kind of a big comeback role for her. And this mm-hmm. was a movie that I think a lot of people, because this was the Titanic year, this was a year when a lot of people first got into the Oscars and, you know, this was a movie that 
especially for like a, a prestige kind of movie, I think a lot of people saw it and a lot of people are familiar with this performance. So I don't know. I think that um, out of these three, Lupita's performance is the best. Um, but uh, it's I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup regardless of who wins this uh, this next matchup. Yeah, no, it definitely will be uh, interesting to see how it all all goes down because it, it, and like you said that that uh, L.A. Confidential Titanic year it, it hits a certain dem- demographic you know where people definitely started getting more into the Oscars so um, should be very very interesting. Um, well, that uh, wraps up our second round. Um, looking forward to having Jen back next week, and we will definitely have to touch on a couple of these matchups and, and see what she thinks. But um, other than that, um, weather should be warming up, so have, hope everybody has a chance to get outside and enjoy some nice weather. Ryan, you got anything else uh, before we sign off here? No, I don't think so. All right, well... For everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Bye, friends. And Pamela Anderson Lee Jones. (laughs) 